When you look at me, you see a young woman of 23, with a silver ring through the left nostril of my nose, my dark hair cropped short with highlights of blonde, and my lipstick a dark maroon. I have sparkling brown eyes, a dancer's figure nearly five foot six, and a blend of features that leaves my origins a mystery. I might come from Bali or Peru, Nepal or Turkey, or almost anywhere in the world where people have darker skins. My adoptive parents, James and Mary Cassidy, had been over 50 when an agency found me for them. I was only a few months old. For whatever reason, they resisted my inquiries about my origins. I only know that I came to the United States from another country where my birth parents, for reasons no one ever explained to me, gave me up for adoption. Jim and Mary had been childless, and they certainly had love to share with me, but they died in their late sixties and left me alone in the world. While growing up, I had been accustomed to their middle-class lifestyle and earned a college degree, but they never taught me anything about money. Nor did managing money seem to be the subject of any of my high school or college courses. Of course, I majored in dance and art, not finance or economics. When the lawyer figured out the value of my parents' estate, there was hardly anything left. I suddenly realized that they had lived from paycheck to paycheck, both working, and even the value of our home had been reduced to nearly zero by a home equity line of credit and a drop in real estate prices. After I graduated from college, I moved to the city and started auditioning for dance companies. I quickly realized that I would starve if I didn't find some other work, particularly since I needed a lot more training in dance before I would be able to perform in any of the dance companies. So I worked as a waitress. It was easy work to find and didn't require a lot of commitment. I even imagined that the rushing from table to table was choreography of a sort and that the exercise would help me in my dance classes. I shared a small apartment with two other dancers my age, a strange experience of not enough closet space and lining up for the bathroom in the mornings. Since I had grown up without siblings, I didn't know what to make of our situation, but I felt that I could endure anything if I could only dance. I think my downfall must have begun before the accident. It's hard to be certain because I was vague about finances, numbers, budgets. Actually, budget was not a word in my vocabulary. So when I put on inline skates for the first time and started downhill, without any instruction, I thought that with my dancer's footwork and coordination I wouldn't have any problems. I soon found myself speeding out of control. There was a moment of fear and an odd exhilaration when I knew that I had lost control and would crash, yet I was still flying on winged wheels down that slope. When it was over, I was sprawled out on the pavement and lucky to have nothing worse than a broken arm. That was my first experience of being uninsured. When I added up the medical bills, I couldn't believe the amount. I sat down and started to cry. I had accepted a bunch of credit cards in college, so I could use their credit lines for just such an emergency. Unfortunately, I had used them for a lot of other things before the emergency happened. But I had enough left on the credit lines to pay the medical bills. Having a broken arm meant that I couldn't waitress, and I had to look for new work. I found a job as a receptionist at a small advertising agency. They had a health plan, but no dental coverage, so of course the next misery in my life was an unbearable pain in one of my molars that eventually required an inlay.